What's up, high school graduates and your Uncle Steven, who will probably never amount to shit? Welcome to Nerd Daddies. Welcome back, guys. Uh, at least we have a new episode this week, of course, coming out. So, what's been going on with you guys these uh, past two weeks since we've, you know, not been recording? Uh, so, we've been going to a lot of graduations, considering, um, I guess it's graduation week. I don't know. I don't keep up with the stuff since my kid's not in school, and I don't go to school currently. Um, but we just went to a graduation for... Uh, my wife's sister, and there were like, it was a small auditorium with like a thousand people in it, and it just was really not enjoyable. I'm just tired of going to these. <laughs> Those things are never fun, mainly because it's always like hot as shit there. Yeah, and it, it was. It was horrible, and everybody was packed into the hallways like sardines, um, and my daughter was crying, so I was like trying to push through everybody, and it, it was horrible. Yeah, that just makes for a, a, a bad experience, no matter what. It's like whenever you get to the age you think you're done with graduations, then it's like, nope. It's like never ending. So true. Well, speaking of graduations, of course, my my oldest is in still in pre-K, but of course she graduated pre-K and is going to start kindergarten in the fall. So they had a graduation ceremony and stuff like that on uh, Friday, which is pretty fun to watch. Um, seeing as how I guess halfway through it, um, since her name was called first, she kind of had to stand there through like 40 other kids names. So, and there was like a half wall right next to her and like halfway through, she was just laying her head on the half wall. <laughs> like she was going to go to sleep or something. That's great. Yeah, yeah. You could tell she got bored. <laughs> Those are more fun to go to, the pre-K and kindergarten graduation. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, versus a high school. And then they show, you know, they show a lot of, like, past photos and stuff like that. And, you know, a little sad. Seeing them grow up, is, it, it goes by really fast. It really yeah. does. Yeah. I think that's the one thing about parenthood nobody ever tells you about. They always say, oh, like... Newborns are so easy, and the terrible threes, and all this, and it's like they never tell you how fast it flies by. Yep, no joke on that one. But to go along with your terrible threes, they also don't tell you about the terrible twos, terrible fours, terrible fives. You know, terrible all ages, essentially. <laughs> well, here's another thing too. Like they always say, "Oh, newborns are so easy." Like. No hell they're not. Like you're not getting any sleep. Like you're going on two to three hours. Like but I think we've said this in another episode before, or at least Alex did, where people are like, Oh, having a baby is so wonderful, having a kid's so wonderful. And then you have the kid and then that same person's like, Welcome to being a parent. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <that's>, yeah. <laughs> it's the old switcheroo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, ah, got your ass. <laughs> got <Gotcha>, you, bitch. 
I got crazy lucky because I didn't have to deal with like the lack of sleep and everything um, for like, but like a month. And my kid only got up once during the night, and that's all she got up. Okay, so... you can shut the hell up. Adam. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> but I like to brag about it because I didn't have to deal with your pain. Ah, <laughs> uh, see, that's how our youngest was though. She woke up once when she was little to eat, and that was it. And then after that, she's like the best sleeper we've ever had. Well, uh, you wait, Alex. If y'all have another one, y'all are doomed. I will await that, and I will accept that, knowing it's my fault. Yeah, you set yourself up there, sir. So I also watched this video on... We're going to have to dance around this a lot, because I don't want to get anybody coming after me. <laughs> that sounds horrible. Um, but there's a semi-famous cult in our town. Everybody knows about it, because there's a certain establishment they run that people go to. Anyway, um, but I watched this whole video of this guy who he basically goes undercover and lives in that cult, like at their, their establishment for three weeks straight. Um, and he lives there, sleeps there. Like he has spy glasses on and records everything. And it is, I'm going to have to send it to you guys. It's insane the length they go to and the lies they tell these people to like gain their trust and learn more. Um, but it's, it, it's like a really interesting watch and it's, it's really scary how, how far. It... Um, how old is, how old was that video? Uh, that, so he started a series that, that video is like, a, I think a couple months old. Um, but he started a 20 part series where he is going back into other sections of the cult over and over and trying to learn more and more. Wow. And basically take down the cult from the outside. But he's, I don't know, he's like a teenage, he's like a teenager who looks like he's just trying to start some shit. So I don't know how real his intentions are there, but it's good content. But like I've seen, I know who you're talking about. And I've seen that there was a documentary. It was, there was like a series on Amazon Prime that I watched. This was like four or five years ago. Yeah, this one was pretty recent. Um, but it was like he he goes in depth on like their beliefs and like what they do as punishment and the crazy different things. Like whenever you actually join it, you have to sign over like you sign this contract where you give them uh, your keys, your car, your house, like everything, everything. Um, they even went so far as to make a spare copy of a key and then get their locks at their house changed so that they could pretend to give it to them. Um, and it's, they, they went really far. Jeez. Yeah. I remember what you're talking about, TJ, like a couple, like five years ago or whatever, the documentary that came out. And I think that's kind of what was jolting my memory when he was saying like the person went undercover kind of deal thing. So, I mean, this, this, some of these cults are crazy. I mean, what they, sorry, how they convince people to join them and the people that believe what they're saying too. I'm just like, man, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. I can't understand like the mindset and see like the same one you're talking about there, Alex, we visited back in college. We did several Bible studies there and had several oh. conversations with people there. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And they seem nice, but once once you delve, 
deeper and deeper, it gets weirder and weirder, and like, for sure, it's just yeah, it, it's a lot. And see, like I've been here on a kick here lately on um, like documentaries. Like I'm always, it almost seems like I'm always watching documentaries, but like the last few documentaries has been about like cults. Like I just finished like a couple months ago the Waco, like mini documentary series. On oh, yeah. Oh, I like that one. That one's good. I've watched that one. Speak, yeah, speaking of cults, like, holy shit. Yeah, that that one was that one was crazy. Did you also watch the, the miniseries that they made about it, too? Uh, no, I have not. Like, I remember when it came out, but I never watched it. Yeah, I watched the, like, I watched the miniseries after I watched the documentary, and it was, I don't know, it just made it more realistic too other than other than just watching the documentary but uh, you know also how they kind of portrayed things it's just like that's insane yeah see like i remember we were like what six years old when that happened yup and like i remember like growing up i remember hearing about it knowing about it but i never knew the extent of it i always thought oh the government came in there they got shot up then they came back with tanks and just bulldozed the place over I didn't realize there was like literally like 57 days standoff between. Oh, I know. When they first oh, showed geez. up. Yeah. Like there's a lot, a whole lot more to it than what I remembered. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, that's, that's what I've been getting into. My, my wife and I have been kind of binging it and it's, it's really entertaining because it's, it's so weird that we live in a town that just has a cult so knowingly in it and know absolutely nothing about it and nobody acts like it's weird or anything. Have have y'all been there? Okay, so they, they give off the whole they give off the whole hippie vibe. Yeah, they give off a very very hippie vibe and it, it it's like very old school America kinda. That's, that's um, when they were kind of born like that's when they like first came out was like during the sixties, seventies. Like yeah, the revolution or the new age revolution, and they just kind of like took off from there. And it's, it's, I don't know, like every time you go in there, it's almost a culture shock. I'm kind of surprised they're still around, truthfully. Yeah, yeah. Um, and just to, <laughs> I feel like we have to say this at this point because every time I hear us going over to the establishment, it sounds like we're going to like. <laughs> a whorehouse or something <laughs> it's, so it's a restaurant <laughs> we went and ate at the restaurant and didn't know what it was so there's that okay yeah <laughs> we did not do anything illegal we were not buying things or other stuff <laughs> we I, I don't know eating. <laughs> it's just not illegal just saying yeah there you go <laughs> <laughs> jesus wow um, I guess another thing new this week for me, um, my wedding anniversary is on this coming Wednesday, so we would have been married for, I think it's eight years now, so it's been not that long, but feels like forever. Yeah, that seems like just yesterday. Yeah, yeah no joke. And then one other thing that uh, I might argue with Alex over, I don't know if TJ has or not yet, but um we did go see Guardians of the Galaxy um, last night. 
and meh, it's just okay. Oh yeah, fuck off, you're wrong. Yeah, no, it's just okay. No, that's great. Please, no spoilers. Yeah. Phenomenal. <laughs> nah. So, truthfully, I think I like one and two better than the third one. That's just, no, the second and one's that's, just bad. <laughs> that's, and, that's, and, and I thought the second one was not that great. That's crazy. So, yeah, I, no. the second one. I thought the second one was fine. Yeah, believe me, third one like is it. not as good. Dude, it's saying. great. So yeah. overhyped to me. Yeah, you're going to. And then in the next month, you need to watch it so we can we can really argue about it for real. Yeah, exactly. It's gonna be a, be a triple debate. <laughs> That's why I just wanted to kind of bring it up because I knew I figured TJ hadn't saw it yet, so or seen it yet, whatever word it's supposed to be. <laughs> God, you're so wrong, though. <laughs> you're just actively <laughs> wrong. <laughs> but I figured once he sees it, then we could have a, a really good spoiler debate on it. So yeah, no, no, for sure. Yeah. And then one more thing that kind of leads into our next kind of thing that we were going to kind of talk about is um, we did. I finally got to play the Diablo four beta, the server slam last weekend, which was fun as shit. Um, We only played it, what, two nights with Alex and his wife. Um, But that brings me back to when I played, like when Diablo two first came out Um, and that's, I mean, growing up, that's what I played was Diablo 2. That was like the main game I played. And it was always fun. And see how they've progressed the game since then. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty, pretty neat. So, yeah, it's, it's nice how they, they've taken feedback from people um, and really kind of catered Diablo 3 system a little bit more towards Diablo 2. Um, and just kind of had a best of both worlds. Yeah. I would agree with that. So, TJ, what have you been getting into? Ah, uh, shit. Dude, I feel born as hell. Uh, I do know as soon as we get off recording tonight's episode, I know uh, Kate and I are going to jump on and watch uh, Dungeons & Dragons' new movie. They just started streaming it on Paramount Plus tonight. So we're going to watch that, have a little uh, date night. Date night in. Very cool. Yeah, that movie looks awesome. Yeah, yeah. I was planning to watch it this weekend with my wife, and then she got sick, and we just kind of ran out of time. I've heard nothing but great things about it. So, like, saw that it was on Paramount Plus, and so we're like, yep. I watch that tonight. So, and then uh, shit. Uh, so my uh, gas lawnmower has the pull start assembly on it, like snapped. Like when I was in the middle of the mowing in the yard, like a couple of weeks ago, just snapped on me. So, so like I uh, was telling. Buddy of mine at work about it, but he let me borrow his electric mower. So I've been using an electric mower the last few weeks to mow the yard. To say it's pretty, uh, pretty nice. I uh, if it wasn't for the size of my yard, 
I would definitely get a uh, electric mower. Yeah, they've come a long way with them. They're they're pretty handy, especially if you have a small lawn. Like that's, I, I've been thinking about getting one just because like starting my gas mower one, it was a, I, I think we got it for free, and it might have been Logan's old one. Um, but sometimes when I start it up, like black smoke comes out, and I'm like, you know, this thing's probably about to go. <laughs> oh my god, it's not been taken care of probably no. before you got it. That's probably why it's doing that. <laughs> no, and after I probably haven't taken care of it either. But yeah, for your size yard though, Alex, electric would probably be perfect. Yeah. Yeah, I could see electric working for your yard. But like it was great. Like he was able to let me borrow his mower because I mean he has a Ryan mower. He only uses the push mower on like the side of his yard. So like him being able to let me use his mower, like was great. But like for me to mow my whole yard, it took like two and a half days because he had, I mean, he did have two batteries and they were fast charge. It's just like, it was awesome. yeah, I can see that with your yard. Yeah. That's the only problem with them is like, whenever I worked at a storage place, for some reason, my coworker was like, oh, we'll cut the lawn and you don't have to pay the guys anymore. And I wasn't going to do it, but then he quit a week after announcing that. So I had to do it. And, um, we got uh, an electric mower with two batteries and we literally, it would take us days and days and days to cut the whole lawn Yeah, because they would just die. And then it, they don't last very long. Yeah. I mean, I mean, they even make like riding mowers that are battery powered now. Yeah. And they take, oh, wow. they take like four or five of those big 40 volt batteries or whatever. It, so like I saw that and I'm like, damn, that's like, I mean, it, it's fucking awesome, but at the same time, it's like it's time consuming. It's just whereas a like regular mo uh, like motor lawnmower, it's just yeah, like a gas mower. Yeah, gas mower. Yeah, I can knock that out in two two and a half hours. Yeah, it's definitely more like once you get it started, you can just go. You don't have to worry about it unless you run out of gas. But like it's. As long as you fill it up beforehand, yeah, it'll be fine. And they always have gas on hand, and that's a like the other thing. And I, I could be more strategic. Like when I was using his mower, like as soon as I knew I was at a certain percentage with the battery on the mower, I would start like weed eating around the yard or start blowing yeah all the grass off the driveway or out of the road. So like I could like I timed it off of that. So I mean it wasn't so bad, but it's just still. That little inconvenience whenever you're mowing the lawn just will piss you off to no end. I already hate mowing the lawn personally. I'm weird, but um, if it's gonna fuck up the time at all, it'll irritate me. I think I love, I love like mowing the yard. Like that's my meditation. That's where I find my peace. Like I, I, I put my earbuds in. I'm listening to podcasts, and I'm just like mowing the yard. Like it's out in the sun fresh air like i'm in my haven so yeah i feel like i've signed an agreement with god that like if i sweat he's allowed to forgive like one sin um so i i just i don't know where i'm going with that <laughs> but i fucking hate most <laughs> uh, as, as soon as you said 
As soon as you said sweating, I just immediately thought, well, you played soccer with us that summer. Oh, yeah, fuck that. I don't know why I thought that would be a good idea. As soon as I sweat somewhere, I'm done. And that's, no, I, that's why I don't like being outside. <laughs> Even the last four minutes for the game. Yeah. Wait, so this is what I remember. That was There was a video that went viral a couple of years ago. A guy mowing the yard, just like fucking Naruto running, mowing his yard. That's what I imagine you mow your yard. <laughs> That's oh, so no, true. it's straight up hill. If I, <laughs> if I ran like that straight up hill, that thing would fall back on oh, me god. and chop my legs off. Oh god. I would be interested to see how you mow the yard. <laughs> uh, very half-assed. <laughs> Incredibly half-assed. I'm ready to be done. Literally, I cut all but a corner of my yard when I cut it last time, oh and it's already Damn. grown all back, so I'm like, alright, well, this is all kind of high, and over there is the fucking Amazon jungle. Oh my god, see, like, I'm a perfectionist, like, I have to, like, if I just miss, like, an inch of a certain blade over on one row, like, it fucking irks the hell out of me. I usually go by after I'm done, so that I can see the strips that I missed, and just grab the grass with my bare hand and rip it off. I mean, I do that too. But still, it bothers the hell out of me. That's what a weed eater's for. Uh, yeah. Mm, that's fair. I hate weed eating too. I just don't like lawns. <laughs> I mean, shit, what, uh, a week ago when I mowed, that's when I got, I was weeding in my backyard underneath the trees and stuff. And of course, I'm like covered in poison ivy the day after. So... Oh. That Man, that's no. been fun, and it's still it's still on me. It's it's finally like healing up really good now, so it's not as itchy and stuff anymore. But man, that that's been fun. Yeah, where'd you get it? Hand, like arms and legs. Um, both my legs are covered, and oh. on my neck. Ooh. Oh, that's the worst spot. No, no, that's not the worst spot. No, well, that's I've had definitely I've had not it. the worst. Spot. I've had it in the worst. Spot. Just FYI. Yeah, I never got it on my dick. <laughs> I don't think okay, I was I think we know what it is. I mean, yes, but <laughs> I also never understood sorry, side tangent. I also never understood people talk about eating hot things and they're like, Oh, don't touch your eyes, especially don't touch your downstairs. Who is eating a fucking hot wing and then touching their pee hole? That's so true. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand that either. <laughs> I never got that. I will never get that. If I eat hot wings, I'm I don't have a like. Let me grab my penis right now. Ooh, it's getting hot and spicy. Let me grab my penis. Yeah, <laughs> getting steamy in here. Want my dick to feel the burn? Honestly, I think whenever this podcast takes off and we all become um, celebrities, and I am like cell phone best friends with uh, Whoopi Goldberg. I want to be on an episode of Hot Ones. Why Whoopi Goldberg? And why do you oh. want to be on the Hot Ones? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I want to. Okay, I'll answer Hot Ones and then Whoopi. Um, <laughs> I want to be on Hot Ones because I always liked spicy food, and I don't know. Interviews sound interesting. Um, just sounds fun to be asked questions and, and try to come up with bullshit answers. That's kind of what we do on the podcast every week. Um. Okay, yeah. Fair so enough. that just sounds fun. And I, and free chicken wings is always nice. I, I'm not going to be one of the contestants on there that gets the like plant based whatever. I want chicken wings. Okay, I want fuck good you. Chicken wings. Sorry. 
feels like shots fired. Did not mean no, that. No, I know. <laughs> um, no, I don't know. My friends and I have always had like a, an affinity towards Whoopi Goldberg. And I think that's because like some of the characters we play, sure, she's played in movies we would use as memes. Um, to the point where we literally like, we knew this one friend of ours that always left his car unlocked in high school. And I went to, I went to the computer lab and printed off 45 pictures of Whoopi Goldberg, um, and just placed them all around his car and on the outside. Um, and he, he did not, he did not enjoy that. He did not get the reference either. Um, but it was funny. <laughs> That's random as hell, man. Man, I remember like growing up though watching Whoopi Goldberg though, and all her old movies. Yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna say. I mean, she was she's a good actress I, without a doubt. It felt like she was in everything though. She was, yeah. It it really yeah. was like she was in everything, no matter what. Either that or my parents were watching everything Whoopi Goldberg was in. I mean, that could be the case. <laughs> I remember going to Blockbuster and she was on like multiple of the DVDs. <laughs> <laughs> I remember working at Blockbuster. Oh, Blockbuster, that takes me back. It was actually a pretty fun job. I mean, that's is how I went my wife, but it was still it was a pretty fun job because you got to rent as many movies and games as you wanted to. I think I think I've only ever been into like honestly I don't know if I can truly ever say I've been inside of Blockbuster. Really? Like, honestly. Like, we're from a small town. Like, South Georgia. Small as hell. We had movie gallery. I was just about to kind of go into that. I was like... I've never even heard of that. Yeah. See, where I lived in Alabama, we we had a Blockbuster and a movie gallery. And Blockbuster was more for, like, the uppity more people versus... The lower class people went to movie gallery. <laughs> what are you trying to say, Logan? Whoa, whoa, whoa! Shots fired there, Logan. What are you trying to say? What are you talking about? <laughs> I only went to movie gallery. Okay. <laughs> Logan always knew he was a better person than anybody <laughs> surrounding him. <laughs> See, we had our small town. We had movie gallery, and then there was a video warehouse, which was like a independent owned like video owned store or whatever you want to call it yeah i didn't i never went to blockbuster until i moved up here into tennessee see my mom used to take me to blockbuster like all the time and i have i have one horrible story related oh god with blockbuster like my my mom took me <laughs> for some reason i had this issue where i was not going to the bathroom correctly so <laughs> oh god i was at a blockbuster and i was walking around and i think my mom let me walk by myself and i think my sister was there and she was checking out stuff and i just shit and i shit and it was a full pebble <laughs> that rolled down my left leg and popped out the pant leg and i looked down on the ground and there was just shit on their carpet <laughs> wow dude <laughs> and i oh my god and I panicked so bad, and we had a dog at our house that basically anytime she shit, we wouldn't want her to get in trouble by our dad. So we would pick up her shit and throw it underneath something. Oh, no. So oh, I no. saw my shit on the carpet, no. and I picked it up, no. and I threw it underneath the DVD rack. Oh, no. 
No. Damn. Oh my god. Oh, that's damn. That's crazy. Dude. Oh god. <laughs> that poor worker. <laughs> oh yeah. god. <laughs> Thinking about them cleaning up the store that night and going, "There's, there's a shit here. I hate my job. <laughs> it makes me feel so bad." Or plot twist: They never found the shit. And then whenever Pop has your clothes, that shit is still there. Man, that shit's like turned into dust at this point. Oh. <laughs> Somebody's like, yo, is that a Whopper? Oh my god. I remember renting like old games and stuff at Blockbuster, or not Blockbuster, but Movie Gallery. It was just crazy how like we go from renting cartridge games to you know, buying everything online. Yeah, it's all digital now. Yeah, I even remember I used to do um GameFly back in the day where like they would send you a DVD or like the the disc for the game or even, you know, Redbox used to do that, Netflix used to do that where they would send you those and now it's just like nowadays you either wait for it to come on a streaming platform or for games you wait for Xbox Live or um PlayStation to make it one of their free games of the month. But I don't know. There's the, the old, a lot of things that I remember. The main thing I always go back to is not game related, but Surge. <laughs> I don't know. To me, it's like the best soda out there. I'm just saying. I don't. I see Surge. I remember when Surge was around. Like that was all the like praise back back in the day. But I also remember Vanilla Coke. Whenever, like, because it came out, what, in the early 70s, and then they reintroduced it, in, what, in the 2000s? Yeah. I mean, it was only around for a short for a time. Like, that's, like, I remember me and my buddy being at his grandparents' house and, like, drinking a whole pack of, like, a 12-pack of vanilla coat being fucking wired. I never liked the vanilla Coke, but, I mean... I can relate just with Surge because, of course, they brought back Surge like back in, I don't even know, 2012, 2014, something like that. Yeah. It's like 2013, 2014. And I remember that long ago. Yeah. And I remember like buying it all the time. It was so good. Yeah. You guys remember Vault? Oh, yeah. Oh, that was like the replacement to Surge was Vault. Yeah. Yeah. It was like Mountain Dew. I drank the hell out of that oh, yeah. college. Oh, yeah. I tore that stuff up, too, because I'm like, I needed a replacement. And Mellow Yellow was good, Ugh. but I liked Vault better. The Red Vault. I don't know if you ever remember the Red Vault. That was the shit. The thing I know, I've, I've learned, though, is with, I'm sure other people have noticed, too, but like with Coke products, when they're about to discontinue items... That's when you can get them for like a dollar at like gas stations and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. For that, sure. That's when you know they're being discontinued is when the gas stations are selling them for dirt ass cheap. And, and that's probably why the, I bought it all the time in college because that's when like it dipped down to like 99 cents or I think it even went down to what 89 cents at one point. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> Man, I do miss Fault though, too. That was such a good drink. And that was the first. That was the first one that was coined as like a uh, soda slash energy drink, right? 
Yeah, I think so. Pretty sure, yeah. See, they need to stop remaking old movies, and then need to start, like, giving us the old snacks back. Well, they have. Like, Dunkaroos are back. Yeah. Yeah, there's a couple of them they've done it too, but, like, some of the, I don't know, like, like, Lego gummies and, like, some other older ones, they they haven't ever brought back. Like, Rage of 3D. Uh, yeah, but they're not as good. They brought though. them back, but they're so bad. I, I mean, I don't know. I haven't been able. I can't really. <laughs> oh, oh, fair, fair. I just know they came back. Sorry. They saw you, and they they saw your V card, and they were like, "No, oh shit." My V card. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh your God. vegan card. <laughs> uh, Fruitopia. Do y'all remember that? Oh yeah, the cream bites. No, 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 no. This no. was like a drink. Yeah. Oh. It was like a fruity drink. They had like a bunch of different flavors and like the um I think it came out in like the late mid to late nineties. Yeah. Or whatever. I just remember getting it in elementary school because we had a vending machine in the, the uh cafeteria. And that was like the thing to get. It's like, man, if you could get a fruitopia for lunch, that would be cool. I let's just say back in our day, they did not give a shit. About our sugar intake. Hell no. Hell no. There was no keto. (laughs) (laughs) Topia alone? Holy. (laughs) Damn, dude. Hey there. Are you tired of scrolling through endless podcast directories trying to find the perfect show to match your interest? Well, look no further. Introducing Podbreed the ultimate podcast discovery platform that tailors to your unique taste. With Podbreed, you can discover podcasts from a wide range of genres, from true crime and comedy to self-improvement and business. It's your one-stop destination for all things podcast. So check out Podbreed now on the Apple App Store, Google Play, and podbreed.com. Okay, guys, so this week for uh, Father's Face-Off, we're doing another Daddy Debate. Uh, we're doing Retro versus New Age, where Loken is taking the side of Retro Games, and Alex is on the side for New Age. So they're going to give me a couple points of why they think Retro versus New Age is better, and then I may or may not have some questions for them. So, start with Alex. What you got for me? All right. So, as far as New Age games, um, you definitely have the blooming of competitive games. You have competitive shooters like Call of Duty, Medal of Honor, Valorant, uh, Overwatch, everything coming out and really shining on new systems. You have developed a completely different subgenre of not only gaming, but esports. You've created competition similar to uh, what ESPN can do, but for people like me who don't give a fuck about sports, I want to watch some esports. I want to watch Smash Brothers tournaments. I want to watch Valorant tournaments. And Old Age does not have any of that. They did have Street Fighter, I think Street Fighter 2, that that gained some competition, um, but really it, it didn't take off until after around the age of like the PS4, where competitive fighters really took off um, and competitive shooters really took off. Um, so that's that's my starting point. I'd have to disagree, though, because you have 
Tetris competitions, Pong, Mortal Kombat even. I mean, seriously, Super Smash Brothers was a retro game at this point. But the viewership on those things was non-existent until at least Mortal Kombat 9. But they still existed way before the New Age stuff. And my thing with, I guess with the old stuff at this point, retro gaming, the thing with retro games, though, is they will make you want to cry because of how hard they are sometimes. And New Age games are just not like that. You just got to turn down the difficulty and you can just breeze through them. But with old school games, even like regular or normal mode is a lot harder than even like hard mode nowadays is. So much so that older games that you have, how many of them have you actually 100% beat? New Age games have raised the accessibility on their games. It doesn't matter if, you know, Mega Man 11 is hard as hell normally. You can change it down to easy and just play it so you can enjoy it for the work that they've done, the art they've done, the story they've created. You can just enjoy the game without having to worry about it. And if you want a challenge, you can still turn up that difficulty. Um, and then if you want punishment, you can play Elden Ring. Yeah, there's still, even though you turn it up, the difficulty, it's still not as challenging as if you're playing like an old school SNES game or, or, or even all the way back to Nintendo even too. It's just not. It, the feel of games were... They just were a lot more difficult. Which is also why they had cheat codes back then. In new games, they don't have cheat codes in. Or at least not anymore. Past, I don't know, I guess, see, past PS2, there's not really any cheat codes that I even can remember. So while there are no cheat codes in new games, you have games such as Mario embracing the community that wishes the games were harder with games like Mario Maker and mods such as Mario Kaizo. There are games that have completely flipped the script on the, the hate from the difficulty level diminishing and just taken that road with it and created new products that everybody loves. Um, so you can play Mario Maker if you suck at Mario, or you can play Mario Maker and do the hardest, craziest spin shell jumps that you could ever imagine. So there is just more accessibility for people that aren't good at it, and there's still a world for people who want the punishing gameplay, the people that want the hard games. And certain developers know that, and that's why they make games such as Celeste and um, all these roguelikes that have come out that just make the games back into, here's this this punishment that you miss. <laughs> that's, and that's the, the turn that games have have done is it went from indie developers making games to big companies making games now it's moving back more towards indie games now or whatever instead i mean you still have your big companies but there's a lot of indie developers out there and my thing with retro games is when gaming was still evolving the ideas for games were endless at the time. And then now, I mean, there's so many games made nowadays. And are they really that ingenious of ideas for a game? Or is it just 
Call of Duty 55 at this point or Madden 23 or whatever, you know. It's just they keep just adding a couple of little tweaks to a game from last year and rebranding it as something new versus back in the old day. It it was something truly new. So while there are a level of, you know, the, the cheap, you know, thoughtless remakes of hell madden 24 madden 23 madden 22 the the new call of duties the the there is a level of that just like there is in movie making but there is also a level of let's take final fantasy 7 a game that's beloved on the original playstation let's completely turn the first six hours of that game and make it into its own brand new game let's flesh out every part Every dream that we had for that first eight hours, let's make it its own full game. Let's flesh out every character. Let's give side missions. They're not only taking these old games, but they're completely reimagining them and making them what they wish they could have back in the day. The, the vision they had for the game is finally fulfilled. And then you're also getting original ideas like, um, like Breath of the Wild, where they have taken a Legend of Zelda game and made it into... An open world game that has survival aspects, uh, a fleshed out story, and just overall has turned the world on its head, even with it, with its um, recent sequel. Oh, okay. So some good points so far. So I have, I do have one question for y'all. What is the one game to convince anyone, myself or anyone else listening, why we should choose retro? versus new age what's the first game you're suggesting them play mario brothers the original plain and simple and if you want to go in i mean there's a ton more that i would definitely recommend playing but mario brothers is a classic and there's nothing like popping in the cartridge and just hitting that button and just having it pop up and work. It was it was just awesome. It instantaneously working. You don't have to hit the power button on your console. Then you have to log in or it, if it uh, you know, I don't even have a, a newer system nowadays. I don't even know. But um then opening up the game and then waiting for it to load on some loading screen. It was just click and done. It was great. Okay. What do you have to say to that Alex? What's the one game that you're suggesting that is new age is hands over better. Like this is the game you need to play that convinces everyone new age is better than retro. So I'm going to, I want to say God of War, but I'm going to say Spider-Man for the PlayStation five. Um, it's got a completely good fleshed out story. That's pretty, pretty true to the comics. It's got incredible mechanics with the web slinging. It's got mostly an open world. Um, it's got a lot of side missions, a lot of story, and a lot of exploration can be done in it. Um, not only that, but with the PlayStation 5's solid-state drive, unlike retro game systems, when you go from one area to another, there's no loading screen. There's not a single loading screen at all. When you go from one world to another world, even on... The N64, when Link was going from the fields onto um, the Goro Mountain, it would take a solid minute just to load that. New Age systems don't need that. Okay. That kind of leads into my next question. Is 
convenience. What on the side of retro or new age would make my life conv- more convenient if I was to play? We have games for weight loss. We have Wii Fit, we have Zumba games, and we have peripherals that you will use. You will have to move, you will have motion controls, you will have a Wii Fit pad. You will have things you have to use to prove that you are actively working out so you can enjoy the game. So not only are you being entertained, but your life is getting better. Not to mention the Nintendo Switch, which is not only a mobile system, such as a Game Boy, like the retro people had, that required batteries. Uh, This one charges. Uh, So the Nintendo Switch is not only mobile... But if you want to go home and play on your big TV, all you have to do is slap it into a dock. It charges while it plays. The graphics get better. It runs better. And the controllers are wireless. Yeah, but the retro stuff, it was more simple when it comes to peripherals and hooking things up. You had a power cable and, of course, just the one plug, and it fit in pretty much every TV. Now, you start getting into like the PlayStation, PlayStation 2, and stuff like that. And then you, you, I think, I'm pretty sure there was adapters for HDMI for the PlayStation 2. I can't remember on the, the, the second gen one or whatever, the slim. But, um, but a lot of the older ones, I mean, the controllers were just simple. And that's also what made games harder, too, is that you had to think more to play your game. So you had to think more because you were using the N64's jank-ass controller that nobody can figure out how to hold correctly, that nobody could fit comfortably in their hands while they played. Or you could go for the Dreamcast controller. You know, the one with the tiny screen on it that looks like a TI-84 calculator? Yeah, you could use that. <laughs> I mean, I-, I will say those are two of like, the worst controllers ever made. <laughs> Without a doubt. <laughs> Not to mention, the Game Gear that came out is just a shitty version of the Switch. Yeah, but without it, you wouldn't have the Switch. What game on the Game Gear do I want on my Nintendo Switch? <laughs> well, I mean, Sega. <laughs> there is a Sega emulator for the Switch. So there is a Sega emulator. Apparently, people want it. And you know how Nintendo many times provided. I've downloaded it? Well, you also have to pay for the online subscription to get it, so... And I won't! <laughs> <laughs> to me, there's nothing like... Uh, it, it. It's fun to own the old school stuff. It, it's hard to... It's hard to get nostalgic about a PlayStation 3 game, or a PlayStation 4 game, or an Xbox 360 game, because it's just a boring-ass disc. Yeah, I know the PlayStation... One and two are discs, but just the way they presented everything is just so much better. And the cartridges are just fucking cool as shit to own. Well, I do agree that the cartridges are better uh, or cooler to own. They also come with the problem that sometimes I have to give a cartridge oral sex so it will work. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to lie. You do. That's so true. But... I mean, retro consoles do last. If you keep if you keep them clean and stuff, they last. Whereas they don't get the red ring of death, or they get bricked, or whatever. 
from an update. Okay. Nice call. Okay. There's uh, some very good arguments there. Y'all have anything else to say before we end this segment? Yeah, I've I've, I've got a closing statement. <laughs> okay. So we'll give y'all a closing segment, and then we'll uh, let everybody else decide. So the people that are that are all for the the old school games, I get it. I I used to be there. I used to you know oh the the old school RPGs are the best and everything, but you have to realize that you get lonely. You get lonely because the best games at the old school time were single player games. Sometimes I don't want to play with single players. Sometimes I want to play a game with my wife, or sometimes I want to play a game with my fellow daddies. I want to play a multiplayer game that is not going to have an issue where I've plugged my controller into the wrong port. I want to be able to enjoy a storyline that I can play with them, where I don't have to load, where I don't have to have problems with the controller fitting weirdly in my hand and she's not able to use it. I just want to enjoy a nice game where I can sit on my couch, not have to worry about cords and my kid tripping over the cords. I just want to play a nice work of art. And that's why you buy a retro game. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. It's a work of art. Nowadays, they're not works of art, or they're very far and few between. But the nostalgia with owning the old systems nowadays, and people that grew up playing those older games and now playing the newer ones, versus people that never grew up with the old ones and trying to go back and play the old ones, they just they don't get it because they grew up with all this new stuff like we grew up before you know cell phones were even popular if they're even existed truthfully they were giant battery packs in your car was like the first one uh, and i mean to me they were a solid investment we'll even go that route too cuz i mean nowadays you you can get some money for for some old school stuff where yeah, you can get some money for the new stuff, but the new stuff already costs an arm and a leg to begin with. It's just not a really good investment. It's kind of like a car. Once you buy it, it automatically depreciates. Okay, that's some uh, very solid uh, argument points on both sides. I uh, saw myself going back and forth on either side, but uh, we'll let y'all decide who won this week's daddy debate. Y'all have anything else to add? No, I think I'm good. Yeah, no, I think I think I'm good here. All right. So uh again, we'll let y'all uh you hit us up on uh Twitter, Instagram or anywhere on our platforms to say who uh who you thought or what you think is better, retro versus new games. Uh and then that'll uh, put us into our favorite of the week. All right. Yeah. So I guess uh I'll go back to kind of what I've already said before. My favorite of the week, of course, is, you know, my my oldest is going into kindergarten and everything. Um, and that's watching her, you know, do her little graduation and stuff like that was 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 really fun. Brought back good memories of the past five years. Awesome. Great. Well, I think my favorite this week uh, would have to be... Uh, the I, the One Piece series I'm reading on Shonen Jump's uh, app. You guys have heard about it enough, but it's getting good, and I'm getting to um, <clears throat> I'm getting to the Wano arc, so it's it's getting really cool, and Luffy's getting really strong, so it's 
it's nice to see how the the series has evolved and um, how much it differs from the other big three. It's great seeing someone else enjoy that. I really need to try it again. I've it's I mean it's been so long since I've even tried reading a manga, oh, or so manga, fun. whatever you want to call it. Um, <laughs> manga, manga. But yeah, I really do need to try it again. So, I uh, see. So my favorite of the week, uh, I would have to say, uh, would be, but I would say. So my favorite of the week would be. I know we do this every two weeks, but it would be uh, right now would would be us recording uh, our podcast. As as busy as busy as our lives are, as, like especially with having kids and having demanding jobs and uh, having to work the hours that we work, but it it would be right like right now recording and being able to do these episodes and be able to essentially shoot the shit with each other and have what uh what normally we would have spending our weekends together and doing who knows what getting into who knows what these this right now would be my uh favorite of the week getting sentimental on you guys there but uh yeah yeah i definitely enjoy jeffley doy doing this with you guys and Chatting it up. No, yeah, for sure. Seeing what crazy thing the next one's going to say. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, but guys, if you liked what you saw in this episode, make sure to give us five stars on whatever platform you're listening to us on. We're available on Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, and uh, a plethora of others. You can find it on our website as well. Uh, make sure to check us out on Twitter at Nerd Daddies and hit that notification bell so you can make sure to keep up with us every time we post a new episode. Also, don't forget to comment on anywhere that you're listening to us or see us at. And, of course, always, like Alex said, check out our website. Definitely add some extra content there. You can also comment and everything like that. So we'll see you guys next time. Peace. Bye.